0: Hey guys, welcome back to Merlissen, a bi-weekly podcast about BBC's Merlin, where we talk about the show and the ships, the characters and the fandom. I'm Miss Fox, And I'm Omotastic. And this week we have another wonderful guest joining us. This week we have the wonderful... Merlin Bunny. Hi. You're joining us this week for our uh, Lancelot character study. This is another character study for you guys, and yeah, we are going to be discussing what we like or don't like about him, what he represents in the legends, and all sorts of amazing meta, because we love that. And before we go into
1: more of the episode and the talkbacks, here quickly are some news. There is a podcast called Arthurian Mythia, which looks at the adaptation of Arthurian legends in all of modern media. So go and check out this other podcast that sounds really interesting, actually. And as a second and last piece of news, the Rare Mail slash Exchange is running again on Dreamwith this year. You have until the 20th of May to nominate fandoms and pairings and signups for the exchange open on the twenty third of May. A rare mail slash pairing according to this exchange is one that has less than two hundred English figs on AO3 with a minimum word count of at least a thousand words. So A bunch of Merlin slash pairings are eligible for this, so go and nominate them and then sign up for this exchange if you ship any of the wearer male slash pairings in Merlin. And that has been it for news, so now let's hear a talkback. Actually, only one talkback because we have to pace ourselves since historically... Character analysis episodes tend to run a bit long. Well, we do have one thing we want to react to today, which is another uh, Tumblr attack commentary by Real Life Sucks Ass, who commented on our episode about Mordred. And here's what they said in their tags. I personally think magic is just like any skill or like learning a language. Mordred was obviously very skilled when he was a child, and I guess that's because he had a druids teaching him. But then he lived with bandits, and I suppose that with the years and lack of practice, he kind of forgot how to use magic. And then he became a knight in a kingdom where magic is outlawed, so he had no reason to practice his magic. His magic is still there, but he's rusty, and he's not used to do spells and talk telepathically anymore. And I find that an interesting point because this may very well be true, and I wish it had been addressed on the show. Uh, but yeah, that would definitely explain why Mordred hasn't talked to Merlin in, like telepathically at all during season five. Like, I, I didn't even realize he hadn't done it until I read those tags. I was like, oh my god, yes! But it still
0: doesn't explain why Arthur doesn't know, rem- like, th- like that. But even Alex, see, yeah, but even Alex said like. doesn't arthur know that mordred is is a druid like does that not like address
1: in season five maybe uh you know arthur is just of the opinion that more than one person can be can have the name mordred no matter how weird
0: it is even though mordred said to him you don't remember me you saved my life many years ago
1: (laughs) yes exactly arthur
0: listen the man gets hit over the
1: head a lot. <laughs> he, he's thrown into walls a lot and knocked out. Our precious damsel. You know, it's not surprising that some parts of his memory are failing him, okay? Cut the man some slack.
0: No worries, dude. You've got a fancy haircut and a Prada outfit now. Oh, oh it's fine. No? He eats <laughs> Christ.
1: So now that now that we finished with the talkbacks, and before we go into the episode proper, um, we want to know, of course, uh, Merlin Bunny, who you are in fandom, how you got here, when you started watching Merlin, etc., and when you started interacting with the fandom. Go!
2: All right, well, um, so funny story about this is originally back in 07, I'd heard about Merlin, and I thought it was a stupid concept. I thought it was the dumbest thing ever that... They're taking Arthurian legends and they're making Merlin a child? What? In the traditional legends, Merlin is an old man. He's supposed to be an old man. The one who should be a child here is Arthur, because Merlin, like, when Arthur's 12, Merlin's supposed to be somewhere, like, in his 30s or something. So, you know, he's an old man. But it's funny, because I actually didn't get into it until after I was in the Tron fandom and I made a friend there who just super got into Merlin all of a sudden. She's just like, you should go watch this show. It's really gay. And I'm like, okay... Like, that's literally how she introed it to me. Is she's like, it's really gay, and I really want an Arthur to, like, roleplay to my Merlin. And I'm like, okay, I'll go watch it, sure. Cause,
1: I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, it's
2: really gay. <laughs> so I watched it, and uh, back in, like, 2011 or something, and I it was on Netflix. Like, season four had just come on to Netflix in the U.S. at that point. Um so I watched it and I'm just like, ooh, okay, this this is interesting. I'm I'm willing to get into this. So when season five was coming out, you know, I was watching it with the other fans. I was getting up early on Saturdays, which is, you know, it has to be important if I'm getting up early on Saturdays. So I'm watching it and like I I was there. I suffered on Christmas Eve with all of my fellow fans watching Arthur die in Merlin's arms. So did I. <laughs> I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, as far as my interaction with the fandom, like I've only recently jumped into a couple like Merlin discords and everything. I, I've i read a couple of fics here and there. Mostly I like the fan art because that's easy to get into. But primarily I ended up running a blog that's almost entirely Merthyr-centric, but it is supposed to be Merlin-centric as in the entire show uh, called King of Derpalot. And that blog kind of took off and has, I think, 500-something followers at this point, which was more than my original blog ever had. But I reblog tons of photos, GIFs, artwork, and occasional fic wrecks. Um, unfortunately, like I said, it is Merthyr-centric because of, I follow a lot of people who are murther centric and it's just a really easy pairing to get into. But I need to keep reminding myself that go look at more stuff of Lancelot, go look at more stuff of Gwen and Gwen and like everybody else, because you know that you like Gwen and Merlin more than you like Merthyr. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be one that I'll mention later, which is Lancelot and Gwen, or Lancelot and Merlin, sorry. Lancelot and Gwen is another them.
0: Line, Lancelot Merlo. and Merlin, hell Yeah, I'm you. sorry, Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> it's
1: Merlot. Hell yes, have a glass of Merlot while you read some Merlot. Did you did you wanna add anything else? Uh to your introduction.
2: No, nah, I think that's good. I think that's good.
1: <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> cool. Let's talk about Lancelot. We're gonna start with Lancelot in the legends and I'm basically going to tell you guys what I found out on uh Wikipedia. And a Merlin Bunny is gonna jump in and either correct me or add to that whenever. <laughs> uh, As I do whenever there job. is something I I I in my ignorant uh, personality uh, forgot or deliberately left out. So Sir Launcelot du lac literally translates to Launcelot of the Lake, which dun 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 <gasps> foreshadowing or something like that. Obviously he's a Knight of the Round Table and in the Legends he's one of the, if not the most trusted companion to Arthur. Of course he's also the greatest swordsman and jouster of his age. Basically he's the original Mary Sue, which is a thing I have (laughs) mentioned on this podcast before. He's like, uh, yeah, he's, he's a total Mary Sue. And the best part is he wasn't even in the original Legends. So his first appearance is in, like, the 12th century uh, in a French poem. And then uh, he gets mentioned somewhere else. And then in another poem, which is called Lancelot, the Knight of the Cart. And uh, now he's the protagonist. So now people really care about him.
2: Which, I mean, something I've heard from someone who actually, like, had to read it in school Lancelot, Knight of the Cart, in in that particular poem or text or whatever you want to call it, apparently it is a very boring read. It is not fun to go through. I
0: actually read it voluntarily because <laughs> I because I love Lancelot. No, it is not. They're not meant to be read for fun. They're meant to be read, you know, by people like five hundred years ago who, you know, this is how they read things.
1: One interesting thing about this poem is that it already mentions an affair between him and Guinevere
0: yeah it does mm-hmm.
1: that got coined really really early on, and then there are a bunch of sequels and spin offs that take up his character after this poem and From what I could read between the lines or even just outright read in the Wikipedia articles is that like scholars aren't entirely sure what the root of lancelot's character is like some say he's like connected to a welsh hero from the authorian legends and then others say that he's from an entirely different folktale and just got absorbed into it, the authorian legends which is like the original crossover um then there is a german a german version of an originally french poem the source of which has been lost, in which Lancelot isn't the one to have an affair with Guinevere. Instead, Guinevere is abducted by someone else, and then Lancelot enters into a happy marriage with another woman. And then, oh god, I'm, I'm failing at pronouncing the name of the dude who wrote the poems. Chrétien? Chrétien de toi. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he either probably invented the affair between uh, Guinevere and Lancelot or and I found that one interesting or it was mentioned in a source material that is also lost to historical research <laughs> but was supposedly provided by a lady who was a big fangirl of courtly love stories
2: so fan fiction ruins it again
1: <laughs> yeah basically or makes it better like, head, cannons, head cannons ruined
0: it <laughs>
2: But it is worth noting that, like, as far as historical developments go, it was pretty common to have stories about, you know, because one of the things that this doesn't really cover is in Lancelot, he is supposedly a child who was stolen away by fairies and raised by the Lady of the Lake, which is where he gets. Yeah, the I, was, I was
1: about to say that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so stories like that were very common at the time because it's kind of like, you know, our version of Red Riding Hood where it's more of a story of, hey, don't talk to strangers because they come and kill you or something.
1: And they're pedophiles.
2: Um, and then, of course, there's always stories of, like, heroes who show up at tournaments and try and basically take all three prizes and that kind of stuff like that's that's pretty common so it wouldn't be surprising if it was literally just you know dash of this dash of that this sounds good yeah this this makes a great Lancelot stew we'll just keep that and uh ship it out to everybody it's fine that's fine
1: <laughs> yeah so you already mentioned it that um that according to the French novels and also Le Mort d'Arthur or, I, don't, I never know if it's should be d'Arthur or D'Arthur or I don't know um, He's of, he's supposed to be of noble birth the Lancelot, not Arthur He's supposed to be of noble birth And then stolen by the Lady of the Lake While Lancelot was still a baby Which makes me think Where is my Freya Lancelot fig? <laughs> because that should happen Anyway, it's the Lady of the Lake Who sends Lancelot to Arthur's uh, court And there he falls in love with Guinevere. And depending on the source Either he starts an affair Almost right away Or several years later. And uh, it's only, like, there are always all the women are fawning over Lancelot, like, all of them. Uh, and Morgana or like Morgan Le Fay was supposedly also one of the women fawning over Lancelot, only that she goes as far as abducting him a bunch of times in the hopes of finally Stockholm syndroming him into loving her, which now explains where the BBC writers got the idea from.
2: That does explain it. Yeah.
1: So there was one woman uh, called Elaine, who is the daughter of the Fisher King. Uh, who is smart enough to disguise herself as Guinevere and thus trick Lancelot into sleeping with her? As you do. This is where it gets really interesting. <laughs> Elaine gets pregnant uh, and gives birth to Lancelot's son Galahad. It also results in his uh, in his banishment because the real Guinevere finds out. That he slept with another woman and is not impressed by that. Nope. Mm. And then apparently Lancelot loses his mind for a while out of grief and wanders around the woods until he meets Elaine again. And then he later sees the Grail and is miraculously cured from his madness and promptly heads back for Camelot. And then he takes part in the quest for the Grail. Um, also, side note, Galahad, Lancelot's son, is the one who ultimately finds the grail, thus robbing Percival, the original knight, original knight, to have received the grail of his important role. Mm-hmm. I am still bitter about that. Oh,
2: you should be. Because on top of that, not only does he steal the opportunity from Percival, but, like, as a result of this, Galahad has now taken the role of the purest and best noble knight instead of Lancelot. Like, he literally... St- he steals his dad's title.
1: Yeah, he has inherited the Mary Sue Jean. I mean. <laughs> uh,
2: it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. Lancelot's and Guinevere's affair also causes um, multiple deaths, including almost Guinevere's own death, because she was supposed to be burned at the stake for inf- infidelity, as they would have done. But it also caused a war between Lancelot and Arthur. And ultimately, Mordred's chance to seize the throne for himself and fight against Arthur and then kill him. So, after that, Lancelot retires to a her hermitage because Guinevere has become a nun and wouldn't even kiss him one more time because she blamed all the destruction on their affair and now wants to repent. Which I gotta say, at least she saw the light at some point. <clears throat> but also, I don't want to blame Guinevere too much because. Honestly, it's just I I don't like when, when women are blamed too much <laughs> for stuff they didn't have much control over. It. Like, And you- I mean,
2: that's uh, something popular back in the day is uh, women are the root of all evil. So we're going to blame women for everything. That's that's why, you know, Lancelot failed and got screwed up. And that's why Arthur died and all this other stuff. It's like, no, no, it's because it's the men aren't
1: thinking. Yeah, it goes back to like women being punished for having feelings and also sexual desires Mm -hmm. Anyway, Lancelot even becomes a priest and is the one to conduct the rites over Guinevere's body after her death and, okay, this is awesome, because Guinevere had sworn that Lancelot would never see her face again in life, and she had remained correct. Like, she literally prayed to God to die before Lancelot would see her again, because he didn't deserve to see her face again in life. That is so savage. It is. Wow. And Lancelot, the big drama queen that he is, dies six weeks after Guinevere because of a broken heart. So... Wow. That is Lancelot in the Legends. I mean,
0: <laughs> what a ride! <laughs> I relate so much.
2: <laughs> um, one thing I do want to touch upon, because it is an interesting bit of the lore that I do see coming up every so often, is with regards to the whole like Lancelot and Guinevere's affair kind of basically ruining everything, because it really did, um, it actually ends up causing a bit of... Oh, I don't know how to say the word, but a bit of, like, hate between Gawain and Lancelot, because while Lancelot's rescuing Guinevere, he ends up killing Gawain's unarmed brothers who are, you know, trying to protect Guinevere, who don't agree with the sentence, and... Gwen gets mad, and that's kind of the whole, he's the catalyst for basically going, Arthur, we need to go to Lancelot's doorstep in France, and we need, to, we need to slap Lancelot around, because he disrespected me, he disrespected my cow, and he disrespected my family, so we need to go and show him what for him, Arthur's kind of just like... I don't really want to, but you know, you do you do deserve revenge on Lancelot for killing your brothers. So, okay, we'll take an army to France and uh you can fight Lancelot.
0: Oh, he's such a wimp in fact. the legends. <laughs> he's just He is. He lets everybody else fight this. for him.
2: And so the interesting thing here is when they do arrive to Lancelot's uh chateau in France, is Gwen basically is outside of his you know, keep yelling at him to come and fight him. Lancelot finally gives in and fights him, but even though Gawain wants to fight to the death until one of them are dead, Lancelot bests him every time for, like, three days straight. And he does not kill Gawain, because he's like, I'm not going to kill you, I feel this is wrong. Because what is Lancelot but pure and noble and too good for the world to actually exist?
1: (laughs) So I mean this is a, a section actually that you guys can talk about more than I because I I obviously I don't pay as much attention to Lancelot as as you do. Um but you know, we like to go into like Lancelot on this show what he what his character is like and like a bit, bit of his development and progress and if there is any <laughs> and so on and unlike <laughs> with Mordred um, I did not actually sit down and watch the Lancelot episodes, even though there would have been fewer to watch. <laughs> There's
2: only five episodes in all of Merlin that Lancelot actually shows up in. There's more that he's mentioned in, but he only shows up in five. One of those doesn't count because it's Lancelot Duloc, in which he's a shade, and that's not Lancelot. Yeah, like, he's he's, not yeah really that's, Lance. that's
1: zombie Lancelot. He doesn't
0: count. And, it's then, four. and
2: then three Next, of them have seven. no character development. <laughs> seven? Where are you getting seven?
0: With, um, well, okay, like, if you count Lancelot, do you like, you've got Lancelot, Lancelot and Guinevere, the, co- oh, shit, sorry, I forgot he's not in The Coming of Arthur, part one, sorry, I forgot, like, because I love he's him so much, I think he's in every episode, no. <laughs> Coming of Arthur, part two, and then, obviously, yeah, The Darkest Hour, one and two, yeah, 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 My bad. Okay,
1: but, okay, you thought he's in every episode, and still you only said seven, <laughs> <laughs> do you do realize how <laughs> many episodes <laughs> all of Merlin has, so right? So Merlin,
0: and it's the ones Lancelot, is <laughs> I, I always like to start the meta stuff with the character studies um and, uh with um where I would sort them into their Hogwarts house. So, Lancelot is absolutely a Gryffindor. It's funny you bring that up because while I was rewatching the
2: episodes, like first of all, I took a million and a half notes mostly because of the fact that I was uh screaming about different parts of the episodes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> one thing I noticed is like If you're talking about that first episode of Lancelot, absolutely he's a Gryffindor, with one exception, because he doesn't have a backbone for some things. Like, he follows the rules too well and refuses to stand up for things when he's like, but that's wrong. But I'm still going to follow it because it's the rules, but that's wrong. However, when you see him again in Lancelot and Guinevere, things have clearly changed because now he's kind of sliding a little bit more into that Slytherin influence that like Merlin and Arthur had on him, where it's like, it's okay to break the rules if you're doing the right thing.
0: To be fair, that's also something that the Gryffindors do. Like that's, that's basically Harry's life. Yeah. So basically the Gryffindor, (laughs) the kind of Gryffindor I'm talking about is the kind of Gryffindor that is like that they are guided by their own moral compass and their gut. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, they will always do what seems like the right thing. Like, they'll do what they think is right. So, and, like, they won't necessarily, like... So whereas, for example, Merlin would always protect the people he loves, Mm -hmm. uh, Arthur, like, from danger (laughs) as opposed to doing, like... Or as opposed to to saving somebody else, Lancelot Mm -hmm. or, like, uh, or a Gryffindor like Gwen would, like, kind of judge... The situation and be like no what do i think is the right thing to do like i don't think this is right which is why he has such a big problem with merlin like faking the papers and like he he, i mean he goes along with it because he wants it so badly but you can see how much he's tortured by it and by the end he's like i am a disgusting human being (laughs) he's like i did this and it's like that's because you know and that's why he's so tortured by what he's been doing in lancelot and guinevere because he's like this is wrong and obviously through gwen's Gryffindor influence and like he he like realizes that he should leave and not do this anymore and you know he obviously does um and then becomes a knight but um <laughs> yeah I mean should we talk a bit about then the only arc that he really gets which is in Lancelot. I mean we kind of I mean we have yeah. done the Lancelot episode review but we kind of purposely avoided his whole character stuff didn't we yeah. for this.
2: So just FYI for anyone who wants to like just watch Lancelot centric episodes season one episode five Season 2, episode 4. Season 3, episode 13. Uh, season 4, episodes 1 and 2. And just stop after that. Don't bother with Lancelot Lac; It's <laughs> not real. It never existed.
0: <laughs> it's even weird to see Santiago acting all like...
2: Yeah. Just gross. It's like, it, we appreciate that we got a shirtless scene of Santiago, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, with him dripping wet and just hot as hot. But but that's not Lancelot.
1: Yeah. Because I that's appreciate that scene bad pun alert, but that's a literal wet dream Gwen could have had. <laughs> just saying.
0: Yeah. Or Merlin. Like <laughs> or Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lancelot like I I actually find it really interesting because we always talk about like how you know Gwen is such a positive character and it, like maybe it's kind of surprising that she is given everything that she's been through like in Camelot but i kind of feel that same way about Lancelot because when you look at the, the way his life kind of turned out like he lived in what we assume is kind of semi poverty like in a village where there was very little food and you know it was dangerous and he had this huge dream and like that was what was kind of propelling his life was to like you know be it be a knight and you know camelot was this huge thing and then he literally worked his ass off his entire life and taught himself how to do it and then his family is murdered before his very eyes by bandits and he basically like has lived his entire life on his own from what we can see and he you know does one thing like you know he finally thinks oh like now i've worked hard and i've done this now i deserve to get where i am and he figures out well no because you're not of no of noble birth. So he makes one stupid exactly. decision and fakes these papers and then feels so bad about himself like that he just basically like exiles himself from Camelot, you know, falls in love with this woman like whatever like in the show it's like like, like, like you know he falls in love with Gwen, that's what we're supposed to believe textually. Mm-hmm. Then he has to leave because he feels so bad. and then gets caught up with these like ruffians like who, like he's forced to like murder people to like survive and then he like, comes back as a knight and basically has to, like, watch the woman he loves, like, fall in love with somebody else, and then he's killed, like, because he's sacred. And I'm like, poor, like, you didn't even have a chance to be happy. (laughs) Like, not once. Like, can someone just throw this guy a bone? Like, what on earth? It's just, I don't know. I know that you're not his biggest fan, Momo, but, I mean, (laughs) come on, this guy Come on, I <laughs> just can deserve better writing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> absolutely deserve better writing and more screen time. Because, I mean, they had some really interesting points cause like what you brought up is, you know, he's a peasant swordsman. And that whole dream of becoming a knight was because of the fact that, you know, his village was attacked and his family was slaughtered where they stood. And he decided at that point that he's just like, you know, I never want to be in a position where I can't help people that I care about ever again. So he's just like, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to become Inigo Montoya, a great swordsman, and I'm going to eventually become like a knight of Camelot so that I can protect people and help them when they're helpless. And, you know, arriving at Camelot and then being (laughs) kind of led on a little bit by Merlin. Let's be real, because Merlin's like, yeah, no, you could totally do it. And Gaius is the one who's like, except he's not a knight because he's not of noble birth like he can't become a knight because he's not of noble birth and Merlin's like I, I got this I got this no don't oh, worry Merlin. don't worry I got this and
1: in a in a New Yorker accident I got this Merlin we
2: love you but son
0: it's still so early yeah Merlin <laughs> is still so naive at this point and Gaius basically fulfills the role in this episode of being the one to be like let me pour you a tall glass of this is how it is
1: yeah. Like he's,
0: because he's including a tall glass of the ultimate hangover cure. <laughs> that yeah, <did>.
2: that was <laughs> such
0: that was such a good part. Um, But like the three seconds is
2: there. Uh, it's just like here, just take this fizzy drink. It's fine. You're gonna be fine. And then of course he gets supposed to smell like that. <laughs> the best part is at that point after Lancelot takes it, and then the guards come in and dry him off, and it's like great. Everything just went to hell. Um. So, of course, you know, we get all of that fun stuff where we get Lancelot being in the fucking dungeons because everybody ends up in the dungeons at some point if they're an important character.
1: And (laughs) then breaks out because the guards are useless. Yeah, because
2: Camelot, the most secure prison in the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
2: If you couldn't tell, slash S for sarcasm.
0: (laughs) I think, Uh. like... What what oh. might be worth a mention here, like just before we go further into like his meta and like the future seasons, is like what I'm just trying to get my head around why, like seriously, why they did this character like this? Because Lancelot is a main like like he's a protagonist in the legends. He's one of the catalysts for Camelot's downfall, yeah. and what. Like, I don't know if they had always planned to have him as a guest character or if it was just that they loved Santiago so much and didn't want to recast him that they had to write it around that. But it just makes no sense. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I really don't know why they chose it. I mean, I love Santiago in the role. I can't imagine anyone else playing him, but I'm just like. I want more Lancelot because he's a main character. This is so, and then obviously it just, you know, creates fuel to the fire for people trying to, you know, shit on every single relationship he ever had in the show because he didn't have enough screen time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) come on, give him a break. I feel called out.
2: (laughs) That's actually something I did bring up with, uh, my discussion last night because I was talking about how, yeah, I'm doing all this study on Lancelot and I'm trying to find some, like, decent fix of him, because now that I've been reading fix of him where he's actually written well, like, I appreciate the people who do write him well. But that's not what we're talking about right now. One thing that I brought up was, like... Not yet. Not yet. Um, one thing I brought up was that in the episodes in which Lancelot appeared, and then, of course, with his overall lack of involvement in the entire show, it really feels like one of two things happened. The writers didn't want to write Lancelot into the story, which, why? Probably because the fact that they really, like, you could tell they really didn't want to make Gwen the bad guy in Merlin. Yeah. So they kind of wanted to ignore that she had an affair or that she was unfaithful to Arthur. But at the same time, you have to do that because that's almost as much of the legend as Merlin is. So I think they've they either really didn't want to include Lance a lot, but kind of had to because of whatever reason, or it literally just came down to Santiago either didn't have enough time or was too expensive to keep on as a permanent cast member. Mm. So
0: I think, yeah, I think that, 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 I think that it's probably a mixture of the two. And it, and it really interests me what you just said about them not really wanting him in there because it actually, I mean, first of all, I think you they always had, arwen in mind as an end game like with the whole uh, who, yep. like who'd want to marry arthur which just further adds to my confusion as to why they were pushing so hard for arthur and morgana like, it just, like literally for season, season one, one yeah i, I mean because i really like them i mean i've said it several times on this podcast I, I i like i actively shipped them when i first watched the show and they are literally still being developed all the way up to the finale and then dropped during the hiatus with no explanation so that just confuses me if they were truly pushing for an arwen end game but hey what do I know? I wasn't paid to write the show. But I, I think <laughs> also, um, I think that because if you, I mean, I know that we see the show as like, oh, it's like drawn on so many aspects of, of the legends. But if you really look at it, a huge part of the Arthurian legend is the whole uh, things surrounding the incest and the way that Mordred was born. A huge part of the Arthurian legend is the, well, I mean, sexual coercion that happens when, you know, Nimue, like, you know, does... Uh, oh, God, what um, what is it that happens when she enchants... Um, Is it Gorlois to look like Uther or something like that? So that... No, other Ygrane way around, have... it was Uther to look like Gorlois. So Uther can sleep with so, like, yeah, So that Ygrine is, yeah, basically sexually coerced like that, you know, so they change that, like, you know... So there are certain things that they could change, but if you're going to introduce Lancelot as a character, you cannot physically change much about the whole betrayal part of it unless you do it the way they did it but then it doesn't really count because it doesn't lead to anything he literally is just used as a mid game for the arwen end game which is a bit silly so yeah i guess you're right they really keep it family friendly which the arthurian legends aren't but if you're gonna keep it family friendly and get rid of the incest and get rid of the rape and get rid of everything that makes it you know as dark and twisted as it is, then you can't really have the affair either because it was a sexual affair. It wasn't a love affair. Like they did Sorry. sleep together. So it's, yeah, I mean, how else, how else are you going to do it? Because you can't really have her fall in love with him because then you'd have to actually write it decently. Yeah. <laughs> like, which they did. Like they wrote her falling in love with him and then they just kind of got made him leave. And I'm like, that. that isn't fixing your problem. <laughs> That's and just... I mean, they- they, on top of that, also poorly
2: wrote Gwen's, like, struggle between choosing between Lancelot and Arthur because, here's the thing, every time Lancelot showed up and wooed Gwen, he would then go, shit, I have to leave. Bye. (laughs) It's like, Lancelot, can you please stop doing this? I understand you're trying to be an honest and noble man and you don't want to get between, like, Arthur and Gwen because you want Gwen to have the best and obviously that's going to be Arthur. Hint, it's not. Um... (laughs) No no offense, Arwen Shippers, I do love you, but at the same time, Arthur is a very abusive man, and yikes, yikes, Gwen is actually the good part of him at points, so... But that's you another should thing.
0: Want, yeah, I mean, you should listen to the Arwen episode that we did, because literally, like, yeah. that was one of my big, like, I wouldn't have even really minded Arwen if it wasn't the whole, like, yeah, like, they just basically, the only reason Arwen ever happened was because Lancelot cho- chose to leave. If he hadn't chosen to leave, yeah. Gwen would married him, and that would have been the end of the show. <laughs> like, that or been at least it.
2: we would have seen some conflict with Gwen that, you know, she loves both of them, but who does she choose? Yeah. But instead, Lancelot makes the choice for her by leaving, and that's... My biggest gripe with Lancelot, like that's for me, that's that's flaw number one for him is that he
1: he dares to presume to know better what Gwen wants than Gwen herself
2: and other people too. Like, he does it with a lot of other people too. It's he's it as I as I coined it, your wants over mine. He tends to shoot himself in the foot, nor to make other people happy. Yeah, uh, he the whole reason he left Camelot in season one is because he defeated the griffin and arthur dragged him back because arthur was going to be like dad dad no look lancelot's a great person you should let him be a knight and uther's like you yeah, know i'll pardon him i won't you know kill him because he falsified information and arthur's just like no that's not good enough he needs to be a knight you don't understand i have a boner for this guy i mean what <laughs> yeah he's my boyfriend <laughs> he's my new boyfriend i want to love him daddy and- i love him Literally, it seems like that's the scene there. But Lancelot, you know, after talking with Merlin and for some reason talking about Merlin's magic openly in front of two guards standing guard at the door to the royal chambers, what are you doing, Lancelot?
1: It's nothing Gaius hasn't done a million times, like shouting, Merlin, did you use magic? While well, the door is open and people are walking past. I mean, worst kept secret in all of Camelot.
0: Seriously. Just I like don't know Merlin's how homosexuality. Yep. Everybody knows Why does
1: she
2: seem to be affecting you, Merlin? Gee, I don't know, maybe because I'm gay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely not because I have magic. Um, oh, God. But, no, I like, think advanced, like, <laughs> like, I mean, because we, we like, me and my mom have discussed this before because, like, obviously this is, like, her biggest thing with Lancelot as well. And, like, I don't really like it either, but I think what I kind of... Get from him in terms of a character is this th- is the sense that he literally just like I think you wrote this in your notes, Mama, like he literally thinks so little of himself that I don't think there is any kind of arrogance in these decisions that he's making. Of I'm gonna leave because it's for the best of this person because I think I know better. It's literally yeah. like he's so like blindsided by how much he like like his low self worth that he cannot fathom a situation where he thinks he would be an actual choice for someone as a good part of their life. Like, which is a really interesting, like psychological thing to go into, but I genuinely don't think it's any, like, I don't think there's any malice in it. Like, I think if he ever knew like how upset it made Gwen or, you know, any of the other, I mean, Merlin, I guess is, is the only other person that, although he kind of understands like Lancelot's reasons, but I think if he ever really knew he probably wouldn't have left like if he had any idea how she felt about him, but they didn't have a chance to talk because it was just exactly. all so awkward. It's like, yeah, but that's also because he didn't give them a chance, oh, I know
1: to talk like if he had stuck around a little bit longer, they would have had a chance to actually talk about it, but he didn't. He was like, "Nope, I'm gonna go because I think Gwen deserves better, and honestly, yeah, she does." for that alone she does uh but like it's his own fault like i don't i i reject that that explanation that he would have acted differently had he known how she feels because he he didn't want to find out he didn't give her a chance to to show him you know and so i'm like nope like there's there's uh, if there is an opposite of Nice Guy TM, in this moment, Lancelot is it.
2: But I mean, when it comes to the first season one, that was literally Lancelot chose to leave because he personally saw that he was causing a rift between Uther and Arthur, and he didn't want to be causing a rift there. And that kind of brings us to, like, the Season 2, Episode 4 stuff, in which, yeah, first of all, I would like to point out that during this episode, Lancelot is actually suffering from fucking depression. Like, he has the hallmarks of depression now, because he's gotten into this rut where, like, he's pit-fighting, and it's not noble work, and he's given up on his dream because he's never going to become a knight, and so he's basically just doing things in order to survive. So he kind of took a little bit more of that, you know, I don't have to be noble with everything.
1: Yeah, isn't there also, like, in the, because they, they novelized the TV series and then also filled the gaps between episodes and seasons in some places, and isn't there, like, a book that, like, tells the story of Lancelot after he left Camelot and before we meet him again, again, in Lancelot and Guinevere, that is basically about how depressing his life has become?
0: There, there, is is, uh, there is a Lancelot and Guinevere book. I've not read it in a really long time, so I wouldn't remember, but I I can, before we do um the Lancelot and Gwen stuff, I can always read it and try and fill in the gaps. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. you know, by the state of him, it's pretty obvious <laughs> it's not, well, yeah, he's in it's an
2: oppressive slump. I mean, he even, he even says to Gwen that, you know, it seems my destiny is to entertain men like Hengist and I have nothing left to live for. And that's when Gwen is like being the cheerleader and just being like, no, you're everything good in this world. You're not meant to just entertain and fight people. And Lancelot kind of restores his hope then. And then he does a bunch of dramatics and is stupid because I'm sorry if there are very few characters in the show, I think, that are more dramatic than Lancelot when it comes to the things he does. (laughs) He I love
1: he because he does Because that's his character in the legend. Yeah.
0: So. He does it purely. Although for the he was drama. quite stealthy with the. I mean, I thought I was watching a James Bond movie for a second with the whole like thread and the dripping <laughs> yeah. of the sleeping thing. I was that like, that was good. I was yeah. like, listen, this is really good. I don't know how he got caught. If he put to sleep all of the guards like how did like how did they even get caught i don't understand. Oh no. oh yeah because hengist figured yeah, out hengist, that she wasn't morgan oh yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. was it and then Hengist he came, came in,
2: and... in to drag her to the wildren and found that she was missing so the guards went looking for them and lancelot does the stupid thing he's just like gwen run i'll hold them off it's like no baby go with her you're gonna be a lot better at protecting her if you go with oh, okay fine don't just just stand there and fight yep we needed a cool action scene anyway sure okay and then of course,
1: and a dramatic please. goodbye kiss, of oh, course.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. He also needed, you know, that dramatic. Uh, Doesn't matter what you do to me, you can never harm Guinevere. Scene and no, I
0: mean, like because it rhymes. He's like, um, uh, you can. Oh God, <laughs> what does he say? It's something like, uh, you can do whatever you like to me. I do not care. You can do no harm to Guinevere. <laughs> yeah. and I was just like. I love this so much, but Bradley and Colin on that commentary are just absolutely hysterical, because when when, when Hengist hears him say that, his eyes go kind of wide, and he goes, ah, and they're just like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> <"What's> the <that laughs> name, Guinevere, a servant girl, <laughs> and it's just like...
2: Yeah, he goes full on into teasing Lancelot at that point, oh and then god. when... Gwen like shows up and he's just like, and that will hurt me more than I can ever understand. It's like (laughs) the throwing back in his face.
0: Lord. Lord Lancelot is just but I I, but I really love dramatic characters like this that just (laughs) can't like they have no chill over anything. Like there's just something so pure about them. Like, do you know what I was actually thinking, um, because again, I've been re-watching Friends and like I've like I've just gotten to the parts of Friends where Joey is like realizing he's in love with Rachel. And mm. so much of this dynamic reminds me of the stuff that's going on in Lancelot and Quentin, yeah. How he's just so doe eyed and like I'll do anything for you. It's just, like, so pure. (laughs) I just can't. Now that I think about it,
2: basically the show Galavant is like if we took Merlin, but we had Lancelot as the main character. Galavant is overly, like, he gets into his depressive slump after Madalena's basically just like, yeah, no, I'm going to take the money instead of you because you're some peasant knight and who cares about that. Uh, I've got a king that can give me everything I want. So he goes into a depressive slump, and then when he gets out of it because of, uh, oh my god, Isabella, who essentially is Gwen in this, like, he suddenly gets into all these dashing heroics, and he's super dramatic, and all these other things, and it's like, boyo, oh, I need you to chill for, like, 20 seconds and realize that Madalena does not care about you. Please stop chasing her. Ugh. But, it's like, like, Galavant it. is basically Lancelot. I
0: need to watch this. I keep meaning to, and I just, like, but, Please I do. mean, if it's Lancelot so is apparently the protagonist, I'm, I am, like. It's so
2: short, oh, too. Yeah.
0: It's a musical. Listen, yes. it's an entire musical no. show. I no, I
1: know. And it's raunchy. It's on dance numbers every, every episode.
0: It's also raunchy as heck. <laughs> um, so, shall we? Move to the season three arc if we can call it that is that like,
2: is is that what it is because Lancelot shows up for like half an episode ish yeah.
0: for coming and, up he has, and the majority of his scenes are with uh, with Merlin where he talks um where he has that wonderful line <laughs> of um, you're yeah. the bravest of us all and he doesn't even know and it's just mm-hmm. like <sighs> I love that they get their time together again because I because rem- obviously they really didn't get much screen time in yeah. *Lancelot* and of it, and I feel like I mean again you can't really discuss *Lancelot* without going into the shipping stuff because I mean apart from *Lancelot* the episode we have nothing like of him as yeah. substance, but I just um, I love the fact that he's still supporting him and the fact that like they're like sleeping next to each other because they're like having a sleepover and gossiping and yeah. it's just like like they're back it's together. It's super and- cute. Like, Lancelot's good points in this is he's super
2: supportive of Merlin, and he's still being so trustworthy by not telling Merlin's secret and, like, keeping it from Arthur and everything, because he trusts Merlin, he likes Merlin a lot. um, the biggest problem I actually had with this episode regarding Lancelot, other than the fact that he really has no development, and he's basically the same character we saw in season two, like, he's not changed at all, except for now he's not a depressive mess, um... Is as I quoted it, you made me who I am. Because when we get to that round table scene, and Lancelot, he's the first one to stand up when Arthur says, Who's with me to go to take back Camelot? Lancelot's the first one to stand up, and then he says something that I hate so much, which is that. Arthur was the reason why he decided to become a knight. Arthur is the reason why he's noble and good because Arthur taught him the meaning of being noble and good and trustworthy and honest and loyal. It's like, bitch, you knew that before you met mm-hmm. Arthur. The only thing Arthur taught you was that sometimes you can bend the rules.
0: Yeah, basically. Although That's... I will say that that speech I love because when he oh, says one, but... what like what um I've uh when uh, when uh, he says like I think he says something like yeah you taught me about the knight's code and blah 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 and then he says everything that is right and good and when he says good he looks down to look at Gwen and I'm like oh <laughs> ah, so that's why you like it <laughs> I like all of it because anytime Lancelot gets lines I'm like yes, well, yes. <laughs> but like just <laughs> because I do he love gets that. so few but the fact that he's the first one to stand up like I know that they wanted to have Merlin be the last one but I find it weird like textually not like the way you would write it but textually why would Lancelot be the first one to stand up when he's literally like just got there and like wouldn't well, like merlin be the first one to pipe up and be like yeah i'm gonna support my boyfriend like he's always doing that and i'm just like this is just
2: one merlin has pretenses to keep up that he's the lackadaisical servant who doesn't want to be in his role uh which everyone in camelot knows it's a lie baby like you can stop with the games On the other side, the reason why Lancelot's the first one to stand up versus someone like Leon, who is more than ready to die for his king. We all know this. Like, Leon doesn't have a character other than I'm loyal to Arthur. Um, (laughs) And
1: also I'm immortal. And also
2: I'm immortal by accident. Oops. Um, But Lancelot stands up because, well, first of all, personally, uh, something that does come up in the Legends, and people have been theorizing on it quite a bit, is that there is a strong, strong hint that Lancelot had a thing for Arthur. More than just, you know, I'm... More than just I'm super loyal to my king because this is my king. It's like, no, Lancelot wanted to get between the sheets with Arthur. Do I
0: have to make that noise again? Oh, (laughs) definitely. It's literally... Like, have you ever... uh, Because I mention this on the podcast all the time, but have you ever read The Mists of Avalon? Not yet. Oh, I love it. Like, literally, I'm just... Like there is actually like a like a tiff that gwen and arthur have where she says to him like you know when you me and lancelot were sleeping together to try and make that baby it seemed like you were enjoying it far too much <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's basically her like saying maybe it's not me that's the reason why we can't have a child maybe it's because you have impure thoughts about men and it's just so brilliant. I think I'm remembering it correctly. And he's like, oh, no, no, that's what it is. And I'm just like... Yeah, right. So what? A, so I think that kind of wraps up the season three part for Lancelot, which apart yeah. from the fact that he finally gets to become a knight, which is just so wonderful. Like, I just, I'm always mm-hmm. really happy for him. But again, it's one of those things, isn't it? That it's... it's a, But I feel like everyone in this show kind of doesn't really get everything that they... Really want and they always have to like lose something. Like he gets to be a knight, but then he has yeah. to live in Camelot, watching Gwen and Arthur falling in love. So he kind of has that to <laughs> contend with and everything. But um, then we get to the two episode season in season four, which I mean, what I find very strange about this um, is we have the whole thing with, I mean, obviously all of the normal stuff with you know him loving Gwen and her asking him to protect Arthur, which is his job. But okay, mm-hmm. and like him just being you know, like saying, Yeah, like I'll protect him with my life, which he literally takes, like literally, and apparently none of the other knights <laughs> do. Um, but what like you have the whole thing with the dragon where he's like, Oh, Sir Lancelot the the bravest and most noble of them all, and it just makes it sound like he was a a much bigger character than he was, b like he mm-hmm. still has this destiny ahead of him because he hasn't done anything as a knight yet. Like he has been brave and noble, but But then again, like, this is the thing with this show is that these characters never got to fulfill their roles as Merlin, Arthur, Guinevere, Morgan, Lancelot. They they never got to do that because they just kind of did those things in season five, but not really because, like, ah, but, you know, it's like Merlin never got to be this great sorcerer. Arthur never got to be the king that, you know, Mm -hmm. cured Albion. I guess Gwen got to be Queen uh, Queen Guinevere, but, you know, I, I don't know. So Lancelot never got to... Fulfill this destiny that the dragon was alluding to, and it's just that that's very strange. But obviously, his big arc in these two episodes is that he decides to give up his life to save Arthur's. But there's that scene with him and Merlin where he said, uh Where Merlin's like, I'm going to casually go and give up my life for Arthur again because that's what I do, you know. And Lancelot's just like, Oh, could I do I... that? Could I, um, <laughs> could I, could I willingly give my life for something? And Merlin says, Well. Um, you have to have a reason, something that's more important than anything. And that kind of, he, I think Lancelot thinks of Gwen and that she asked him to protect Arthur. And that's why he goes into the veil. But I'm like, why is this a character arc for him? He would have already done that. Like, why does he have to be retaught this? Like, are we really expected to believe that he wouldn't walk into the veil if Gwen asked him to like, what is that? That makes no sense. Like, they didn't know what to do with him once they had him in the show for two episodes. Like, you couldn't give him one thing to do. And I think that's kind of
2: where his character suffers the most and why I personally feel like The Darkest Hour just did not have any development for Lancelot because, like you said, these are things Lancelot would have already done if we're looking at, you know, earlier Lancelot. So why do we need to go over this again? Why is it that Lancelot's suddenly like, oh, no, I'll protect Arthur, but I'm going to let him go die. It's like, no, that's not what Lancelot would do. He would... Willingly, like, he promised Gwen that he was going to protect Arthur with his life. And plus, Lancelot cares about Arthur, too. He would also protect him with his life. So what happened in that year that we're missing between seasons uh, three and four that when made he's Lancelot unlearn yeah. things? It's like, just... Uh, it's, again, this is where, you know, we didn't have enough Lancelot in the show, so we couldn't really justify his character arcs that we got... So it's really hard to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, Lancelot developed so much in season four. It's like, well, even though he was in more episodes in that season than probably any other season, because um, he was in two episodes instead of one. <laughs> 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 I'd just like to point that out. Um, two episodes oh, instead of one, because I still don't consider that la- that third episode. Um, But even though we had him in more episodes than we normally do, it didn't feel like he got a lot of development, because I think in this episode, the writers weren't really focusing on Lancelot, despite the fact that this was a Lancelot arc. They were more Mm -hmm. focusing on Merlin and Arthur and how Merlin feels without his powers, because the Doraka prevent yeah. him from you know using his powers and so now we're going to focus on Arthur being afraid but chivalrous and yet Lancelot's supposed to be the hero of the day here what's going on
0: it's not very well and also that you know bear in mind this is the first episode that we get of all the knights being knights together and there's so much to balance and they yeah. just didn't yeah I mean it's just a really disappointing I mean I'm I'm really happy that he got to have like the hero's death and everything. And obviously Mm -hmm. like, I know that everything that happened in later season four with him, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it didn't end up coloring like everyone else's opinion of him, even though like he, you know, did unwillingly the things that he did and like, he got to go Mm -hmm. in peace and Merlin sent him off in peace. But yeah, Yeah. it's just, I mean, I mean, I cried when he died, like, especially with, you know, the, the whole pyre they made for him. And, like, I I wasn't...
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I was really shocked when he just, like, died. I just wasn't expecting them to kill him off. And it was the ultimate, like, look, guys... It, yeah, it was sort of like being in a relationship where you're like, we've tried to make this work. We've brought it back several times and it's just not going to work. So we'll break it off and we'll never see each other again. And that's kind of what they did with him. They just started to kill him, even though they had another season. Like, were yeah. you really that scared of letting Gwen have feelings for him and having an actual drama? Ay, it's
2: just. Yeah, that was kind of that. It definitely felt like, again, The writers just didn't want to deal with writing Lancelot, and more specifically writing the drama between Gwen and Arthur and Lancelot, because, like you said, for some reason, we're two episodes into season four, we've only had three episodes with Lancelot so far, and we kill off Lancelot, meaning that he only had five episodes. But it's interesting to note that even the Merlin Wiki does turn around and list Lancelot Duloc as a cameo. They... acknowledge that that's not an episode in which Lancelot shows up he's just a cameo in there despite it being literally primarily about Lancelot and Gwen in that episode
0: yeah I mean what's really interesting actually so I um I went to the BFI screenings for Merlin season three and season four and they only screened Darkest Hour part one because the like they had only just finished the CGI on Darkest Star Part One two hours before they showed it to us. Oh <laughs> so uh, t- part two wasn't even finished. Um, but we always got this extended uh season trailer of everything that they had up to that point you can probably still find it somewhere on YouTube but obviously we knew that Lancelot was back now as a like as a Gwenslot shipper I was really excited to think they would finally do something with this story um like they would bring it back and like it wasn't until Lancelot Dulac that we realized they were really going for an Owen game and nothing else and that they were burying yeah. the Gwenslot stuff but Up until that, by literally burying Lance a lot. Yeah, like it was, it was like pretty much anyone's guess. But in the trailer, they showed um, the the shot of Gwen leaning in to kiss him with that like look in her eye, and him leaning down, and then Arthur going for them uh, with um, with like his sword drawn. And that was the only part of the episode that they showed. Another thing that they showed was a clip. I mean, I might be misremembering it, but I but I don't think I would have like. M- miss this because i'm always looking for lancelot they showed a clip of lancelot and then they took a clip of gwen from lamio when she's trying to save merlin saying get away from him mm-hmm. so they were really making it seem in the trailer as if they were really going for this storyline and so when yeah and so when we got lancelot do like i was like oh you bastards <laughs> like yeah. this is so not what i signed up for <laughs> yeah i like, thought we were gonna get yeah Season four could have easily
2: been literally the lancelot Guinevere arc where we deal with that, like we come to terms with how Arwen does come about. And instead we basically get uh, Lancelot dying in the first two episodes and then Uther dying shortly after so that Arthur can become king. And then the rest of it is like... It's nothing. It's just all of a sudden we have a bunch of drama between Arthur and Gwen. And then Gwen disappears for like five episodes, showing up briefly in a couple of them to essentially warn Camelot of danger via Merlin. And then she re-shows up, you know, at the end of the series. And it's like, we could have actually had an entire season dedicated to just dealing with the Lancelot-Gwen-Arthur trifecta of trouble.
0: I mean, I'm even thinking now, like well, we've had a year's gap between season three and four. You you know, Gwen is looking after Uther. You know, Arthur's stressed out because he's running the kingdom. You could easily have come into season four with some um, uh, feeling as if time has passed because we've, again, we've touched upon this, but it never feels to me with these gaps as if time has passed because everyone seems to um, not, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they look the same, roughly they look the same, they have a different haircut, but they, but they kind of don't feel like They've lived a year. And um, and I think with this, with having Santiago on as maybe they could have had, like, had him as a regular, you know, everything was going on in the coming of Arthur. Lancelot comes back and, you know, if you were going to start looking at this Lancelot and Gwen thing, you know, what if Gwen and Arthur are starting to feel a little bit, you know, strain on their relationship because of everything that arthur has to do then obviously uther dies very suddenly that's going to affect arthur and he obviously has issues anyway and you Mm -hmm. know then they have that you know i mean they do have a genuine rift in episode five but you could bring it forward like if you know um if agravain starts whispering in his ear earlier about you know oh you maybe you shouldn't be seeing her anymore now that you're king like way way earlier in the season and that can cause a genuine you know rift or a breakup if you will you know not that they would dating or anything and you know if if you could actually feed some of the Lancelot stuff in there you could genuinely have Gwen turn to Lancelot for comfort and you know Mm -hmm. feelings and have it but you know they she, she wouldn't have to be with Arthur for that to happen if you're so against that in your show but you know um you know you had them fall out why not just you know, hang on, like, you literally I mean, I know that they did the thing with Lancelot like, that was fake and she left, but like, would it really have been that bad if it had been real? But if not, then yeah, mm-hmm. just have her and Arthur have their differences, like, you know, he's he's king now, it's not all that it's cracked up to be, they can't get married straight away, and Gwen's like, well, I've been waiting all this time, I'm gonna go and be with someone that does you know want to be with me (laughs) and like you know isn't gonna keep me waiting and stuff and like you know I've been I've been waiting for you all these years and now you're you know all of a sudden like going back on your promise well no (laughs) so yeah I don't know I think there's a lot and I mean Touching upon
2: Agravain whispering in Arthur's ear and everything, like that also could have been a very easy fix to the series, because remember, there's a point in which Agravain is trying to convince Arthur that, you know, oh, there's a traitor in the court, but it's not me. But there is a traitor in the court, and we need to root them out. <laughs> Lancelot would have it's been the me. greatest <laughs> scapegoat for that. Yeah. Because Agravain would only have to be like, yeah, Lancelot and Gwen seem to be spending a lot of time together, so I think maybe maybe you should reconsider the two of them and arthur would have turned on lancelot and then we would have had this big drama blowout that you know even though all it is is because there's actually one or two legends in which lancelot and guinevere actually don't have a tryst but lancelot is overtly loyal to gwen and like they're essentially gal pals what it turns out to be is like lancelot spends a lot of time with guinevere because he cares about her and Guinevere trusts Lancelot, where she doesn't really trust any of the other knights. But Mordred sees it, and he's just like, hmm, I'm g- I'm going to tell Arthur about this. Does the king know that the two of you are having a <gasps>
0: affair? <gasps> How and Does he know dare that it's you? not actually an affair, though, or does he assume it's, it's an affair? affair? Oh, no, he assumes that it's, he, uh, he
2: knows it's not an affair, uh, okay. but he's going to present it as an affair so that Arthur will turn on Lancelot and Gwen. In order to basically cause a rift between the perfect pair of the kingdom. Yeah,
0: like, there is. I mean, I remember years ago, I had a like. I think this was before even season four had aired. Um, I had this whole document that I wrote and subsequently lost, but I'll try and come up with something again. Like how they could have just done everything so much better with Lancelot if they'd have just kept him around as a regular. But again, I don't know if it was just a money thing or what but or i think thing. Yeah. or just the fact that they didn't understand how to write i mean maybe they just didn't understand how to write someone that has conflicting feelings about two people or, i mean
2: it <laughs> could be that or it could just be that they felt that you know what the show's called merlin not lancelot and not arthur so let's actually write about merlin and let's just sweep this whole lancelot thing under the rug god because I think a lot of that also does play into it as the the, uh, writers were just kind of just like, you know, Lancelot's important to Gwen and Arthur. We have our uses for Lancelot because we want Merlin to have someone who, like, knows about his magic that he can trust to do these crazy stunts in front of. But, like, outside of that, it's about Merlin. It's not really about Gwen or Arthur, even though we do have you know gwen and arthur being end game and all that kind of stuff so we're not really going to want to write about lancelot too much especially with the tryst between them no 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 we don't want to do that yeah. and it's aggravating because it's like you could have actually written a really good show but you yeah. decided against it for whatever reason
0: but the problem with that is that you have the situation where it's like well it's about well it's merlin but then you know <sighs> The legends are not about Merlin. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. The legends are about Arthur and all the key figures in the legends are um, are dear to Arthur, not Merlin. So the only way that they've managed to uh, shift it is to obviously have Arthur be very dear to Merlin and then... Everybody that would have been dear to Arthur in the Legends has to be a friend of Merlin. So Lancelot is now closer to Merlin than the, than he is to Arthur. Gwayne is closer to Merlin than he is to Arthur. And Gwen stays on as a regular and has mm-hmm. much more to do with Merlin and is much more loyal to Merlin, arguably, I don't yeah. know, than Arthur. And this, is, this has been my gripe with the Knights stuff from the beginning because I know it's Merlin, but it's like you cannot have these characters who are supposed to be loyal to Arthur with like that they're his guys and have them be Merlin's best friend, because then I don't buy it. I don't buy it that they love yeah. Arthur because Merlin's the one that you have introduced them to first. And the only knight that we have that I would actually agree that that's the case is Leon. Leon is really the, the Lancelot of this story. And (laughs) I mean, that is kind of how I've always described him because he is his right hand man. You know, I, I think it's a joke that Gwen is like one of the knights in this show because he doesn't really like they forced the whole him and Arthur thing in the, in his episode so much, but he gets to stay on. And like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like, you know, oh I don't know it's just such a shame and like thoroughly confusing I mean I I mean I guess I'd rather him have what he had than be like a Percival who doesn't get to speak I think like even Tom at like at conventions is like they're like what's your favorite line that you have in Merlin and they like like ask everyone and he's just like sire he knows he knows that he's lucky to be there (laughs) But again, it's just like, you know, the knights couldn't develop Lancelot, the most important knight and one of the main characters of every single romance. But they found time to hire someone to be Percival to just stand in the background as a token legend knight. And I'm
2: like, Mm -hmm. and not even cover what he's there for, like his whole purpose for existing in the legends.
0: Like the Holy Grail. I'm just like, I just don't, under- like, and they made him this dumb, like, just like this dumb ass as well. And I'm, and I'm just like, I, just let me into your brains, producers, because <laughs> I, I just, I just don't understand your decision. <laughs> uh,
2: I think that's, I think that's like the subtitle of this episode is, let me into your brains,
0: producers. <laughs> yeah. But I think like, kind of, I guess to sum up, I just, I think Lancelot is one of those characters that, yeah, he he wasn't given much substance, but I think what we do get of him and like the what we see him do in the show and the decisions that he makes, he's just such a like selfless, noble character and like just better than everybody else in like in the sense of like moral high ground like for the most part and just so like wanting to do the best by the world and by everyone and like I just mm-hmm. kind of love that. He's just so good. And I'm like oh <laughs> it's just it's just so wonderful and like again and because he wants to be so good he's so pure with his view of the world and like like a puppy and just everything about like you know even i know it's like that this isn't like a gwen slot thing but like even the, like how he calls gwen my lady when she's a servant and i'm just like mm-hmm. you're too good for this world <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah i just love him um but i i i wish that like he'd gotten better because we we, like, he deserved more, but you know. Yeah.
2: Speaking of perceptions and how we fail at them, how about we move on to the fandom stuff? Like, Random Lancelot. Lancelot uh, and the fandom.
0: is basically just whatever Lancelot is characterized as in <laughs> Murtha <laughs> fix. <laughs> like, with him and, like, Lancelot. Thought. When, yeah. Lancelot's role in the fandom. Uh,
2: he most caught, judging by just alone, my fix search yesterday on AO3, where I actually had to turn around and use the minus symbol to take out the Merlin and Arthur from the Lancelot tag, because there was so much of it. Um, anytime Lancelot shows up in fic, he's usually either a cardboard standee who's just there for whatever reason never explained, or he's literally the solution to make or possible. Like, He's supposed to be either Gwen's uh, rebound boy after Arthur dumps her because he falls in love with Merlin, or he's there to essentially fill the place where, oh no, don't worry about Gwen, she's got someone. And he he doesn't have any characterization. Um, it's, there's not a lot of him in there. It's actually very hard to find fix with Lancelot in it that is actually more focused on Lancelot, or even Lancelot has a bigger part in the fic.
1: So, um, I'm gonna, uh, stand my own work a little bit, but also (laughs) not, uh, because, like, okay, it's not a secret that I don't like Lancelot, (laughs) (laughs) which means that, uh, when I put him in stories, it isn't necessarily in a favorable role, and I'm definitely guilty of doing the things that you just mentioned. Like I made him a rebound for Merlin. Before Merlin got together with Arthur. I also. I think in one story. I. I'm trying to remember. I think like Gwen probably broke up with him. In one story. Because she she had issues with. um How he basically took on every noble cause. And always put her. Like second. Like she never came first. Because like. Saving whales <laughs> was more important than keeping a dinner date. Um, which is also a characterization I have observed in other in other fics. Like, I've uh, I've definitely read and listened to other fics where that happened as well. Where, like, Lancelot and Gwen actually are a couple, but Lancelot is being a bit of a prick. And, like, I mean, he's not actually being a prick, he's, like doing the Lancelot that thing that he gets stereotyped for like like I said, saving gnarled whales or uh other endangered species or deworming orphans in South America or I don't know what and uh Gwen is just like done waiting for him. Oh yeah I did that in my Christmas story, I remember now. Uh so uh you know, that's that's something I did, like portraying him as a as a dude who's like too noble for his own good and who like uh, lets other interpersonal relationships suffer for it
0: makes Mm -hmm. sense though because that is like exactly what happens like another um another one that i've seen only once but i'm surprised i mean i'm sure other people other people have used it but i just haven't come across it is um do you remember momo in um uh in drastically redefining protocol um he's not i i don't think he's really mentioned in D- drp but in the wedding um merlin when he's freaking out that he's gonna get married and everything and he downs like a bottle of wine at gwen and lancelot's place he's actually in this one and we find out that he's actually a vet who's like um, uh, um a war vet who's like come home like on leave or something and he's like make makes a joke to Lancelot and Gwen being like oh wait till it's your turn and doesn't realize Mm -hmm. that he's sparked a whole uh, like that he's basically like unearthed a simmering traumatic argument between them that she refuses to marry him while he's still got PTSD yeah so it's just like I'm really surprised that like I haven't seen more of the like act like Gwen being an army wife like where he keeps Mm -hmm. leaving because like that's kind of you know what ends up yeah
2: I mean, that is what happens with Lancelot in the show, is yeah. he keeps leaving. So
0: The only fix that I can actually think in my head, like, off the top of my head, where he, like, has lines and, like, stuff to do is um the Pendragon guide, how not to date. And that is obviously the thing that you mentioned, like, with how he's just used to... Like get Merlin and Arthur together because he's out on a date with Arthur, and then he ends up seeing Gwen, and Arthur's like, "Oh, you didn't tell me he was bi." and then he like runs off with Gwen and leaves Arthur and then there's obviously pairing Pendragon Merlin where he's actually Arthur's best friend which is super interesting because actually Merlin doesn't know Lancelot and he actually and yeah it's so cool because actually um, at the end of the fic we're told that like Merlin finds it a bit of a weird adjustment that now like he's going to share Arthur like with his best friend and how they're like two betas and it's like what's going to happen that's so weird I didn't realise it until I just said it like that like he's like like he's He's Arthur's best friend, not Merlin's, which is, like, so strange. And then the other one is uh, Two Weeks Notice, where he is an activist. Like you said, he's uh, he's the founder of, is it Unicorn? Like, where he makes Merlin go out with those pink t-shirts, yeah.
1: So, yeah, you, you often have him either, like, something in the military, which makes sense. Um, you, Or you have him, like, being an activist or something for really noble cause and like always a bit of a traveller and really rarely home, which obviously we draw from from Canon because we rarely see Lancelot in Canon since he's always like not there. <laughs> you know.
2: Sorry. I decided to like try and see if there's like anything on Tumblr like art wise because I can't really speak much of Fix since I've not read that many. I don't usually go looking for Lancelot Fix or, and I don't tend to read the bigger fix, um, but I'm really disappointed that searching Lancelot comes out with, uh, Lance X Lotor from Voltron. (laughs)
1: Have you, have you tried, uh, in, like, go, like, tumblr.com slash tagged slash BBC Lancelot in one word? Well, I mean,
2: I think in general my mistake was just searching Lancelot instead of (laughs) BBC Lancelot, but... I have discovered ships that I did not know existed. So there's that. Um, but yeah, there's like not even that much artwork of Lancelot. And when there is, he's like, he's a background character who's wooing Gwen. Or it's, you know, gifts of him interacting with Merlin, which is great. It's awesome. But Lancelot just, he doesn't exist. And that's sad.
0: But you can't really, I mean, but I guess, I mean, I don't even blame people in fandom because like what can you pull from like like what are you gonna do i mean unless you're just unless you happened to just fall in love with the character that you got like i did and you just latched Mm -hmm. on and and really shipped him like with gwen or whoever you shipped him with and and really kind of for some reason it clicked you're not gonna make an effort to contribute which is why People like me that do love him and do ship him really hard with Gwen, like I, I make an effort to put as much content for them as I can, like on YouTube and stuff, because no one else is going to fucking do it. So, like it you know, for real though, you know, I really feel like I want to like write. <laughs> <laughs> Lancelot into fix more like I mean I don't write anymore but it, but it but he makes me want to because I actually try to include him in like a couple of my fix when I was writing back in the day um in like a in like a Gwen Slott format obviously but I was just like I'm just I I just love writing him because I know so little about him I can like really you know like it's I feel like with characters like that it must I mean it must be less stressful in a way because you can take what you know which is you know very basic traits that are really admirable and then you can build on that. And I mean, I've seen a lot of different variations of Lancelot, like because Mm -hmm. of that reason, you know, I've seen, I mean, you know, in cameos, but you know, I've seen, I've seen them in all different ways. And I think that's like really, Oh my bad. Uh, I, I just remembered one more again. It's like in a Merthyr context, but he's, uh, he's in quite a lot of, um, prove all my hypotheses. Isn't he Momo? Like he's actually in there quite a lot because he's Merlin's ex who's now his best friend who kind of like broke Merlin and like Merlin's oh. really depressed because Lancelot broke up with him. Wasn't that
1: wasn't that Will?
0: No, that was Lancelot because there's like a sick because they were dating and then Lancelot figured out he was straight and like and like went and like was with Gwen but they're still best friends and Lancelot's like the supportive best friend and Merlin's like the self-destructive emo like thing. So it's, so it's
1: another one of more, because there's definitely also a bit about Will being Merlin's ex and Will, like, because Will sold out and did something that wasn't like, emo <laughs> <Or> maybe, <laughs> like will went, maybe
0: yeah I will yeah. went mainstream at some that's point one. and uh, lancelot went straight yeah that's the thing <laughs> yeah and there's like this like horrible scene where like he's like merlin's like getting wasted cuz he likes arthur but he's like self-destructive and can't make himself happy so he just like is being mean to arthur for no reason and lancelot's with him in the bar and he's just like can you like stop like you know I want you to be happy and like he like spits at him something like, you know, you're the last person I want to talk about my happiness with and stuff, because obviously he left him and it's like, oh, and it hurts so much. <laughs> but it's <laughs> actually like got something there. Like it's actually quite yeah, it's like, wait, he's actually got a bit of um a bit of meat on the bones in that fic. But he should be in more stuff, damn it. <laughs> he's so like, basically in the fandom, uh
2: if you dig for it, you can find good Lancelot stuff, but for the most part, it seems like he's kind of just a, much like in the show, a plot device, except instead of a plot device for Arwen, it's a plot de- plot device for Merlin and Arthur to be together.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Lame. To just throw in a little bit of the AO3 stats that I like to take, um, this is from the beginning of April uh, 2018 when I when I checked. Uh, the the character tag is Lancelot and then in parenthesis Merlin, like I've before because this is the BBC Merlin specific character tag, unlike Lancelot Dulac which is just like all the Lancelots. <laughs> um and so in the in the BBC Merlin Lancelot tag, there are like well, there were uh in April like two thousand six hundred works more or less uh with that character tag, which really is not that much, but like I wonder how many of those works just tagged him because he shows up or, he's or a brief is talked mention. about. Yeah. Or it has a brief mention because I doubt that all of those uh over two hundred, two and two and a half thousand works actually feature him prominently. Um but yeah. And then you have the the top five ships, which are of course Gwen and Lancelot with over a thousand works and then the next one is Lancelot and Merlin with only a hundred and fifty seven works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is sad. And Gwen Lancelot with sixty-six and then Lancelot and Arthur with thirty two and also Gwen Lancelot and Arthur with also thirty-two. And then a bunch of other ships as well. But yeah, it's just there's not much not much content for Lancelot, which I find which I personally find interesting because I mean I don't like him, or not not that much at least. But I always had the impression that overall in Phantom he was really liked and beloved. Mm -hmm. And I don't really understand why not more people write stuff about him. But it's the same thing. or, Or put him put him in yeah, I mean, yeah. It's when he when he does get put into stuff, it's always it's always the same thing, I know, but like I'm I still find it interesting that not more people try to do other things with Lancelot, even with the with the well worn cliches and tropes that we attach to him, I don't understand why people don't make more with that. Yeah,
0: but look at Arwen, like, you know, they're they're shipped, you know, by a lot of people in the fandom. I mean, I don't know how many, but it's not like it's a ship like Gwen and Lancelot. Like it has a pretty substantial following in the fandom and they have next to nothing like written about them for a, for a canon ship. So loving a character sometimes isn't enough. I feel like in fandoms, characters have to be a very specific trope for people to actually write stuff about them. And I feel like Lancelot is one of those characters that you moon over in the tags, but you don't really do much with him in your fic. Like that's that, like, that's the impression I get. I feel like sometimes sometimes, even though people can love a character like they don't really end up i mean even but is there is there like a demand for more lancelot like
1: i mean you guys clearly want more lancelot content and i'm sure other people want more lancelot content and i don't understand why the people who want the content don't make it wherein i i don't want the lancelot content and yet I make well, it. Well, I do.
0: I um I I think the last time I counted, I either have more or the or the same amount of vids on my YouTube channel for Lancelot and Gwen as I do for Merlin Arthur, which is obviously my area in the fandom. I don't write anymore. If I did, I would absolutely do Okay,
1: fair. Fair. You you with the with the vids, but like
0: What about like, me? Not
1: not to not to offend you, but like fan videos aren't like the the, the fan work that is mainly consumed in fandom, at least not anymore. You know, and it's just. Why not more Lancelot Fix for the people who actually like him? So,
2: I I can't speak for everyone, but I mean, as far as me writing Lancelot Fix, I've only recently just got back into writing Fix. I've mostly been drawing art and I kind of hyper-focused on Merlin Arthur art, so I could be providing more Lancelot art if I just actually drew Lancelot once in a while. But, like, it, it, trust me, I'm I'm taking that whole if-you-want-it-you-must-make-it thing, because that's the reason why I've got three Gwen and Merlin fix on the back burner that I'm writing. There's no room for multi-shipping. I mean, most people in the fandom do ship Merlin and Arthur, and they don't really think much about Lancelot until they do, and then then you might see like a little burst of suddenly everything coming up but i mean just as an example when you were reading off the ao3 stats i decided you know what how many fics are there of lancelot without merlin and arthur there's only 117 fics that's it like if you take out if you take out merlin and arthur from the lancelot tag lancelot merlin tag there's only 117 fics without merlin and arthur being the main pairing. And that is low, that is beyond low, that's non-existent. And of course, you know, the top 3 that come up, which I think it defaults to oldest or most relevant. Top 3 that come up are of course, uh Gwen Lancelot, Gwen Lancelot and then Gwen Lancelot. And so there's not a lot of content for Lancelot if Merlin and Arthur aren't involved. And I mean that's kind of the fate of this particular interest in our fandom is ultimately if you want to see more Lancelot, you're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to do it yourself. You're going to have to run, run through the grounds and start throwing things at walls and just be like, it's not good, but it's
0: here. I think like the biggest problem with, I mean, I don't think it's a problem necessarily, but I feel like this fandom and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. This fandom only exists because of Merthyr, in a sense, because this show is not great. Like, it's really not great. It follows a very similar format to what BBC's Robin Hood did when Merlin took its slot in 2008. And Robin Hood did not have as big of a fandom as Merlin. It doesn't have as many fics as Merlin. And the reason is because you cannot really get invested that much in something that's so cracky. And there was no huge chemistry ship that people desperately wanted to be together even though they weren't. Robert and Marion had a fair following, I think everybody liked them very much, but There wasn't anything like Mertha. Mertha was just like a lightning in a bottle situation that sparked a fandom. And that is why the majority of the focus is on them. And that's probably why characters like Lancelot or ships like Arwen, things like that, don't really get the attention because that's not what the fandom is really about. The fandom isn't the show. The fandom is these two characters and their chemistry because other fandoms have probably a little bit more substance, even though they might be silly. They probably give other characters more stuff to do and are just a bit more or slightly better written. And I feel like that's probably why other fandoms have these like... um like, splinterings off. Like, I know the MCU is a huge fandom, but, like, yeah. you do... Te- but because it's so huge and because all the characters have something, even though maybe not as much as others, you do get these splinterings off. So you're not necessarily in the MCU fandom. You're in the Stephen Bucky fandom or you're in the Stephen okay. Tony fandom or you're in the Wonder... Fan- like, you know, or now you're in the Black Panther fandom. Like, you know, because these characters actually have something. It's not... But this fandom is built upon this relationship. So I guess... In a way, it's just kind of, I mean, you can't really expect mm-hmm. anymore, can you? Because mm-hmm. no one really got into the show because of Lancelot, and no one's going to keep yeah. watching because of Lancelot, which is a shame, but that's because well, the show is again. just crack on crack on crack. <laughs> again, if
2: they're if they're going to watch the show for Lancelot, they don't have much to watch.
1: <laughs> so how about we uh, give our listeners a couple of wrecks? Since there's just so little content, might as well, you know, go looking directly for for the good stuff. Well, yes.
2: do you want me to start this off? Because I actually have three wrecks that surprise the hell out of me to find.
1: <laughs> wow. Yes, please.
2: This first one... uh All of these are going to be from AO3, so fairly easy to find. This first one is, like, a 2.3k fake. It is explicit, so you are getting into this for the porn. And as I mentioned earlier, it's called Platonic by Lullaby Lily. It's Gwen Lancelot with a dusting of Merlin and Arthur, because it's literally the boys go on a camping trip, and Arthur and Merlin start, you know, having a fun time, and Gwen's just like, well, now I got a boner, and Lancelot's like, me too, let's fuck. (laughs) <laughs> the thing
1: as happens
2: it does happen the thing i do like which happens to me is, i know right it's <laughs> like which i were in those awkward situations more often not me i'm ace hi <laughs> if that
0: happened i'd be like hey you got a hand <laughs> it's not mine if i had like if that ever happened to me i probably just end it right there i like, just be like if i was on the other side of a, of a tent with a with a couple like i'm allergic to couples anyway and if i <laughs> ever had to if i ever was in that situation and then i was next to somebody else actually do you know what i probably would offer it just to spite the other couple <laughs> and just be like i'm gonna be even more obnoxious than you <laughs> so and i mean would, ultimately like... they are. <laughs> good
2: but the thing I think I like the most about this fic is Lancelot is, instead of being like that super noble and uh, trustworthy and pure knight, he's he's actually quite a bit commanding with Gwyn. Like, he puts Gwyn in his place, and he's the top in this situation, to put it in fandom terms, but the morning after he does show a little bit of remorse because he's like oh man i took advantage of gwen and i feel really bad about this oh. and and of course gwen is just like dude i loved it and i want to repeat a performance like can we hook up more often cuz that was hot oh. which it's a great way to end the fic as just being like nah we're going to do this again <laughs>
1: What do you mean, end the fig? You should have, like, at least 30k more of them being friends with benefits (laughs) while slowly pining away for each other. You hear that? And then one of them ending it because it hurts too much to have the other physically, but not emotionally. (laughs) And then the other being like, no, I love you. (laughs) Like, that... That would, and then after, like, another 50k of that, <laughs> of that pining, okay, you finally have them, like, screamingly admit that they love each other.
2: And that it wasn't a casual fuck in a tent in the woods. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Exactly. And then you have one more sex scene, which is the mother of all sex scenes where they make slow, sweet love to each other <laughs> with lots of kissing and shit. That's how it ends.
2: Okay, but Gwen has a beard.
1: While we're
0: on this topic, because we didn't really <laughs> cover this earlier, now that we're into that part of the world, can I just point out that Lotslot is one of those people that I can't really ever imagine doing it because he's just so noble. <laughs> <laughs> No, I would imagine he would Stop be... Stop crying halfway
2: through. I, I personally imagine he would be very slow and yeah. very, like, loving and super into the foreplay because he cares more about the other person enjoying it more than himself because he's a selfless bastard.
0: But it would so, kind of be the situation where halfway through, he'd be like, it's just such a beautiful act, and he'll just stop.
2: Start- <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts sobbing in the middle of sex. And Gwen's just like, well, that's not, please just put your dick in me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, like, you know, I-, I just like, get that I've out. I've been waiting there. three hours, please, just do well Or, it. like, he would, like, stop halfway through to, like, give this monologue of, like, you know... I would die for you 100 times over. And she's like, can you make me finish 100 times over, please? (laughs) It's like, and
1: I would walk 500 miles. You literally only need three inches.
0: (laughs) So I just thought I'd, like, put that out there because Lancelot is one of those characters that, or, like, people that, yeah, I just imagine it would be very difficult for him to, like, let go (laughs) just be like this like burden of what if I
2: hurt the other person speaking (laughs) of Lancelot not having sex (laughs) I can segue this trust me I can segue this the next fic that I read that I was really impressed by the characterization of Lancelot uh aced it by a Thuza fic on AO3 it's a short sweet one 828 words gen fic it's Lancelot Merlin but Lancelot and Merlin are both ace and so you focus a lot on, like, you know, the sweeter points of relationships. And, like, it's nice because it's from Lance's POV, and even though being ace isn't, like, a super central focus, uh, it does come up. But it actually talks about, like, Lancelot's previous attempts at dating, like, him at trying to date Gwen and, like, the way they characterize Gwen as being, like, the super nervous, like... I don't want to hurt your feelings, so I'm going on this date with you, but I'm not really into guys, I'm super into girls, which is why I'm dating Morgana, (laughs) and Lancelot's like, yep, this is my life, I just want to, like, die and go through the floor now, thanks, Gwen, and then, like, Lancelot tries to date Percival, and it's like, well, that didn't really work out, but hey, I've got a great weightlifting partner now. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get to the part where it's like, Lance and Merlin are on a date, and it's, a hundred percent characterizes a uh, characteristic of the show where originally it was just supposed to be like movies and a dinner, and somehow turns into a sprawling adventure, staying up till 5 a.m., wandering the city, and talking oh. about the stars, the universe, and the world. Like it's it's super cute. I really loved it, and I'm very thankful for Fake writing that because that's <sighs> Acefix. They are few and far between, but when you do find them and they're good, they're good. Uh, it's it's beautiful, and um, speaking of my third rec, speaking of Lancelot and Merlin being a thing, does anyone like pain here? Does anyone want to
1: just, like, cry their eyes out? <laughs> Roxanne is the one you want to be talking to. About what? Sorry, what was that? I missed that. About being in
0: pain and crying your eyes out. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I thought that we agreed never to talk about that moment. (laughs) I just cry every day.
2: (laughs) So we got a lovely fic by uh, Pwned by Pineapple called Just Don't Let Me Disappear. It's 3.7K, so again, it's not that big. It's a gen fic. Uh, Features major character death. That is your big warning it's set like between season three and season four. So it goes through a lot of that stuff that we missed about Lancelot's development. And like the author just did a really good way of characterizing, like, you know, Lancelot's got everything that he wants, but he's still missing something. Like he finally became a knight. His boy, his boyhood self would be proud of him. And yet he's still not happy. And like, that's kind of how Lancelot and Merlin end up getting together And like one line that I really just enjoyed from it, that's probably my favorite part, even though I haven't finished reading this fic, but I've sent it to other people and they finished reading and they're like, thanks, I'm crying in a ditch now. (laughs) Because obviously with it ending with season four, you know that Lancelot dies and Merlin is probably just torn to fuck up about that. But a really good part of it is Lancelot turns around and asks Merlin, like, you know, why do you care about Camelot so much? And Merlin's just like, it's a long story. Like after a moment of deliberation, she's like, it's a long story. And Lancelot, who had been injured before and is now on two days of bed rest, is just like, I've got two days. We have time for this. And that's just that is like their relationship in a nutshell in the canon is, you know, Merlin tries to be serious and Lancelot kind of diffuses it by going, I got time. Like, I'm here for you. If you want to talk, it's this is our relationship. We're good. (laughs)
0: Aww.
2: And it's just, it, as I was reading it, I'm just like, this is actually, like, so good. The characterization is so great, and, like, this is definitely stuff that was going through Lancelot's head as he was dealing with everything, and he still got a little bit of that kind of somber depression of, you know, I've got everything, but there's nothing for me still kind of stuff. So those are my three wrecks. Uh, uh, if you if you want to end up a wreck, you read Just don't let me disappear. If you just want some cute fluff, aced it is great. And if you just want some shameless sex, platonic. Go for that.
1: (laughs) You've got something for everyone. I'm really impressed. I only have two wrecks and only one of them is a fake. The first thing I want to wreck, though, before I get into that, is a cosplayer who is Vicky, who has been on this podcast before she was here for the coin lot recap episode and also the Lancelot episode review episode. Um, she is VJW cosplay on Tumblr and she cosplays Lancelot for one thing. Lancelot as a, as a knight and Lancelot is also her favorite character. And she also does other Santiago cosplays like his character from Musketeers. So... Go and check out Vicky because her cosplay is awesome. I second
0: that one hundred percent. Like she did um she posted a picture on her Instagram on Valentine's Day of her in her Lancelot cosplay proposing to a Gwen in a Gwen cosplay, oh. and I flipped my shit. I was literally just like I was like, I don't care what happens now for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was just beautiful. So I second that one thousand percent.
1: And my second recommendation is a part fig and fig. Um, it's called The Curious Incident of the Heartpiece in Broad Daylight. It was written by Katie Falls and the part fig is read by Lunchy. It's rated teen. It's about two and a half thousand words long. The summary is The Abbreviated Adventures of Gwen and Lancelot, Not Quite Knights for Hire, while we wait for Arthur to become king. So basically a story about Gwen and Lancelot who meet by accident sometime after season three. Yeah, that's when Gwen shows up. So after season three, at some point, Gwen and Lancelot, who are both not allowed into Camelot at the moment, um, meet uh, because they're trying to fight a creature, I think, and both of them shout, For the Lady Guinevere, <laughs> And that's how they realize uh, they have something in common. And uh it is basically just hilarious and excellent. Uh and Lunchy, of course does an amazing job with the with the part fig. so it's definitely gen fake, uh friendship fig for Gwen and Lancelot no shippy and they're both kinda uh pining over Gwen. So that's the most shippy part about it. And yeah, generally just really fun
0: to read or listen to. So I've got three uh, vid Rex today uh one of them is by a video that i've wrecked uh, before and it's uh estas but with like four a's in between and it's uh just co- it's called lancelot dulac driving nails and it's like i'll be honest with you um uh, the very few lancelot vids that we have out there are basically kind of like Videos that took the Lancelot Dulac version of Lancelot thought he was super interesting and then made like a really gritty video about him. But it's really good and it is really, um, like serious and yeah. And she's a really good editor, so you should definitely check that out. Then the second one is called A Tribute to Lancelot, the Bravest and Most Noble of Them All by Poetry94. Uh, That's really good. That's way more kind of the kind of is I was looking for, which is basically him as a character and how, yeah, how noble and brave he is and all of the things that he's kind of done and sacrificed throughout the show. And it's really, really good. And then the third one is Save Me from the Dark, Lancelot 409. So it's focusing more on Lancelot Dulac and That whole side of things. Oh, it's edited by, um, oh God, uh, Federica Lentigini. They're all really, really good. I really enjoy them. There's so few and far between Lancelot videos, which is why I might not post it as an official rec because it's actually been blocked worldwide for the song. Um, But I am going to plug my own one as well because I did make a Lancelot character video for a uh, for a Merlin vidding contest where we had to vid a character and I chose to uh, use him because I hadn't done one before and I used uh, Fix You by Coldplay um, which is like so appropriate for Lancelot. But what I might do um, if anyone does want to see it is I'll try and upload it to like a um, Mediafire or something and I'll leave like a link because you can't, you can't see it on YouTube anymore. So yeah, those are... Our... Rex, uh, I don't have any more unless you guys have anything that you've just thought of but that's it
1: (laughs) and wow, that concludes our our episode on Lancelot today Uh, thank you as ever for bearing with us and listening through to the end which I assume you're doing and have done if you can hear me say this and also thank you to our guest Merlin Bunny for coming on the show and talking to us it has been fun.
2: Yes, it's been great. It's definitely made it worth getting up as early as I did. Um, <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to get yes.
1: up we, 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 do, we do appreciate the sacrifices our guests make for this podcast because of time zones.
2: Alice and I make tons of sacrifices for the Merlin fandom. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's one more? You're just like Merlin. Hey! And Lonson. Oh, hey! 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 hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Oh god In two weeks we're going to Give you another episode review We're going to talk about The seventh episode of the first series Which is The Gates of Avalon So yeah for that it will just be Rox and me for a change I'm sorry for everyone who got used to Having guests (laughs) on the podcast But it's Just us next time And We'll talk to you then I have been Momotastic.
0: And I'm a snow fox. And thank you again to our guest. Merlin Bunny. Thank you so much, guys. Bye! Bye!